Hello everyone, welcome to the inaugural debut premiere Huck and Ride podcast. Uh, I'm Don Maeda. I'm a guest host for today's episode. Um, your regular hosts are going to be Lala Mijares and Jason Simpson. And uh, we're recording today at Roy's Cyclery in Upland, California. And we are joined by Mike Nitell, who is the uh, fearless leader of the shop here at Roy's. And, uh, yeah, I've been recruited to uh, help get this thing off the ground because uh, as the owner and managing partner of Swap Moto Live, which is a motocross uh, media outlet, which is uh, social media, online, website, YouTube, etc. We test motocross bikes, cover races, but my passion is mountain bikes. So some mountain bike content creeps into SwapMotoLive.com. Here and there, sometimes the dirt bike guys are like, what is this non-motor weenie stuff? But, uh, you know, we all know what's up. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, uh, Lala, so what is the catalyst for this podcast? What what made you want to start this? Well, we've been working, Jason and I have been working together for a long time between the mountain bike race team and and just in, enjoying bikes just like you do. Mm-hmm. When you get a wild hair somewhere, you're like, oh, let's try this. Because there's a lot of podcasts out there, but, you know, whether it's techie or it's this or it's that. But being in the bike industry and myself for 27 years, but knowing a lot of the local writers, a lot of the local business reps, all that, Jay came up with an idea of, hey, let's do a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are. That's how you got recruited yeah. nicely. <laughs> so, Jay, uh, yeah. you're you're vision for this podcast what is it going to be just to help uh bring some people in the cycling industry to the forefront and give them some attention that and you know we have a passion for this sport like we love it like it's been it's been a a healthy lifestyle for us so you know why wouldn't you want to share that you Mm -hmm. know and and bring bring as many people into the sport and those that are already involved in the sport get them to you know either be a part of it or share this because it's a great sport so yeah. that's that's what I, I i love sharing what drives me so mm-hmm. that's it okay so the uh the person that brought the four of us all together is obviously mike nitel yep mike yes, owner sir. of owner of royce cycling best bike shop in the world in my humble opinion thanks um, Tom. How did you get involved in all this mess? Uh, why you got to call it a mess? No, I'm just talking about the <laughs> bike shop. Started riding bikes when I was 13, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, the uh, As far as, what do you mean? Like, how did you become a bike shop owner? What, what led you to own a bicycle shop? Um, I've always worked at shops. And uh, when I was 20, uh, 24, I think it's 24, 25, the opportunity to buy this shop um came up so it's kind of scared but pulled the trigger and here i am now 17 years 17 years later <clears throat> um so it's been a long i mean have i've had it a while um i mean it's had its ups and downs that's for sure um but uh overall i, I mean i love bikes although i don't ride anymore <laughs> lately we're, <laughs> yeah. we're working on that it's yeah. kind of what happens when you turn your passion into your job yeah that's that's for sure that's for sure so um no i mean uh no, it's been good. I just need to start riding again, and then then it'll be complete. So, absolutely. Well, uh, Lala, you've mentioned the race team, right? What is the race team? Jay and I. Um, Jay started a race. Jay uh, worked a race team about eighteen years ago. I came in about sixteen. I helped him the first couple of years, um, and then um, I came in and started helping out. And now it is called the T three mountain bike race program and what we do is we actually help you know you, just like anything even in moto you you have that desire and passion but the kids don't know how to get there mm-hmm. not that we can race that le- i can race that level but i know what it takes to get there from on the bike off the bike um the whole continual thing jay's a great coach and so he knows what it takes to get there and we take these kids across the and i say kids they can be we have a little nine-year-old grom right now mm-hmm. austin Saavedra, who will follow Jay, who they all call coach, down anything. He, if coach can do it, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So from nine years old to, I mean, we've had him to 34, you know, 
33 around about there. Well, my, my brother's still part of the team, and he's 56. <laughs> so. Well, I was, <laughs> I was talking the elite side. We, yeah. uh, grassroots, we offer the grassroots side and the elite side. Elite side is the ones we really help. To, we've had some World Cuppers and representing USA. So that's what our passion, when, when Jay talked about passion, that's – I love bikes. He loves bikes. And you have these kids who can't make it down the mountain without cr cr crashing, but mm – -hmm. They know what they need to, you know, we help them get there. And you see the, you see that, that spark, that something that they can make it there. And going to a World Cup is just an awe of it all, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, racing is the, I would say racing is a, a low percentage of the people that participate in the sport, right? Um, it's funny. I went to Snow Summit yesterday and... <laughs> I'm as guilty as anyone of, of contributing to the kooks of summit uh, Instagram, right? Cause I'll see someone laugh, take a picture and send it to the guy. But I mean, I was in line in f behind this guy. He had a rigid Cannondale or a hardtail Cannondale. Right. And he was wearing like Nike rip away pants and perfect, but he had like five, 10 shoes on oh. and, but he had this white shirt on and elbow guards, but the white shirt, he looked like a, a Mormon, like, guy that rides around. <laughs> <coughs> and he had, like, a no-visor helmet. Oh, God. But he kept, like, looking back and looking back at me. And, like, I'm talking to my buddies. And I'm like, this guy wants to talk to us, you know. So, finally, I looked up and said, what's up? And he's just, oh, man, your bikes are so nice. And this is my first bike. But I came up here, and I love it and this and that. And, you know, and it's funny because, you know, we're, my buddies and I were super into it. And we're kind of chuckling at this guy on hardtail because he's not on appropriate equipment right but still that's not to say his passion for cycling is not as strong as ours right he's just new so uh one thing i really enjoy about this shop in particular at roy's is that there's no cool guy factor right like i've been to many shops in the past and it's like you get looked down on for being a beginner a new guy right so like i, I only really started riding like eight years ago and <clears throat> fortunately i was i was uh connected enough thanks to motocross to uh have some friends that specialized they directed me towards a certain shop um but the whole time in there i was like i was like they're kind of like laughing at me you know they they knew who i was but they were kind of like chuckling because i didn't know what i was doing and you know there's so many rules in cycling right yeah but uh i always felt like uh you know you just you there's like cool guy factor and if you're not cool you get kind of like ridiculed a little well bit. and being in the bike stores and this mike can tell you this i'm sure he's i know jay has witnessed it over the years but you go into a bike store and it's it's the most intimidating thing if you're new because you don't know what you're looking at everything mm -hmm. looks okay those look like bars those look like wheels like you don't understand everything and then you know, the bike's the cheapest part, right? The gear's the next part, you yeah. know, and you can always keep going. So always, one thing I've personally always done, and I know they have that here, is you're not better than the next. That elitist attitude mm -hmm. is not, but it is in a lot of shops, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I personally greet everyone. I don't care if you're coming in with your jogger stroller or, you know, you're going to work on your high-end bike and... Mike's got to build some wheels for it and do a, do a gold platinum tune-up. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's you treat everyone the same because that intimidation will make or break somebody. Yeah. And that that alone in this industry is scary, right? Like, oh, I went in that shop, and I've heard it a, long, a lot of times. I went in that shop, and it was, you know, it was they looked at me or they nobody greeted me. or I say hi to everyone. My, my parents raised me. Someone walks in the room, you mm -hmm. say hi. When they leave, you say bye, right? Yeah. So, and thanks for coming. And they may not get something that day, but you leave an impression that they want to come back. And um, it's funny because, I mean, I, I know how to, I, I don't want to say I know how. I talk, so it's easier for me. But some people, the introverts of the world that love bikes, and then yet they want to work in a bike shop, and yet they're like, oh, I don't like talking to people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's retail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, I mean. And that's one of the things, too, even what you were sharing, we, we, all, we all become guilty of it, right? Because we get into whatever our passion is or we're loving doing it and we're comfortable doing it because now we've dealt with the equipment and know what we're doing somewhat, quote mm -hmm. unquote. But, um, you know, being open to that person and, you know, it's cool that you looked up and rather than continue to, you know, 
make jokes about this guy that's in front of you in line, you're like, oh, okay, this guy's just a regular guy out mm -hmm. here wanting to enjoy the sport just like us. It's no different. And so being welcoming, I mean, that, that's, that's life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's in the shop, up at Summit, out at Greer, whatever. No mm -hmm. one wants to be made fun of. That's not, so we, we all want to enjoy being in the outdoors and being on two wheels. That's, yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, the point I was making is that, like, you know, you run a race team, right? But, like, the number of people that actually compete and race compared to the grand spectrum of participants is so small, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's funny. I spent, I say, I wasted four years of my life riding a cross-country bike and trying to race, right? You know, pedaling's dumb, right? Huh? Uphill, that uphill thing yeah, is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, you know, that that's that's how I started. Right. And, you know, because I did it initially because I got this crazy doctor's appointment when I was 45 years old that said, oh, you're, you're fat. Cholesterol's high, blood pressure's high, blood sugar's high. Take all these pills. And I took all those pills, and I couldn't even ride my motorcycle because I was a medicine head, right? So I went and I got this old Yeti I had from the 90s out of my rafters and rode it up Skyline. Did it every day for two months until I could make it to the top. Then I got kind of like into it and I called Specialized, got a bike, blah, blah, blah. Ran into, you know, some guys that raced. Come race. So then I was doing that. And it's kind of funny because when you and I met, Mike, <laughs> that was my life. Like I thought racing cross country and riding like, you know, 300 miles a week was cool. Well, that's because you were hanging out with Osho. Yeah, Osho. Dude, inverted stem. <clears throat> yeah, swap is all about it. Inverted stem, <laughs> reversed uh, seat post. Yep, yep. But, uh, I mean, dude, it, it did a lot for me, though. It, it cured all my health problems instantly. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't ever refill my prescriptions, and I never went back to the doctor for like two years until I broke my collarbone on my dirt bike. Yep. And I went back to him for a release, and he goes, oh, I thought you like found a new doctor. Because you never refilled and I never heard from you again. I thought I offended you, right? Yeah. And my doctor's a super cool Korean dude that's really blunt and like just yeah the coolest guy. And I go, well, look at me. And he's like, oh, and all my levels were normal. Yeah. Goes, What'd you do? I go, I got a mountain bike. You know, I've been doing this. It's like, you know, screw yeah. the, screw the pills. I'll go. That was that was your new doctor, your bike. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh. So is this where skyline jokes between you two come in? Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> I was like. I was, you know, wearing Lycra oh, I'm and sorry. I didn't have any, like I'm a dirt bike guy, right? But a dirt bike guy doesn't necessarily transition to rad mountain bike skills, right? Because like we're, I'm used to throttling, 12, 12 inches suspension, a throttle. Throttling out of situations, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, how hard is it to trust a two inch wide tire? You know, I was running 1.9s, but uh, yeah, Mike, you know, <laughs> first first time I met, ever met Swap was on Skyline. Uh, oh, Renee okay. and I were coming down, and then he, he was pedaling up. And so we stopped to say, what's up? Renee obviously knew him um, really well because he was Bubba Stewart's mechanic. Okay. Um, so that's where that all comes you know, from. Okay. So and then we'd see him up on Skyline and whatnot. This was, I don't know, eight years, seven years, eight years ago? Yeah. Um, but then we started all riding together. Yeah, so one day we're like, okay, well, let's do this big ride. We're going to ride up Skyline, across Main Divide, down Eagle. You know, like I used to think rides like that were cool, right? I used to leave my house, climb Bedford, which is a horrible climb, main divide to Skyline and home. It was like, it's like 30 miles, but it's like 6,000 feet of climbing or something stupid, right? So, <laughs> so when they were like, okay, well, we're going to ride Skyline, main divide, Eagle, Eagle Road. And so we go past the Doppler Ball, about halfway to the Hagador Towers. And Mike goes, hey, we should go down skin suit instead. Okay, so skin suit is like, it takes six or seven miles to get there, and it's two miles back. So you think about how steep the trail is and straight. Yeah. I'm on an Epic. I'm wearing a white Lycra Baghouse race team kit. And he's like, you got it, you got it. Renee and, and Mike are both on stumpies, like bikes with droppers and, you know, 2.5 tires. And they're like, you got it. <laughs> and Mike's just like, you got it, Swap, you got it. You're, you're, you you're got good, it. dude. You're good. You got it. Just follow me. Yeah, so we go down that thing. <laughs> I crash five times, maybe. No, it was like twice. Half my left side of my 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 bib was red with blood. <laughs> so I ripped my ass open. Yeah, 
Oh, that, that's when I learned. To the bottom of the hill, swap. We hang left. Swap goes right. Didn't hear from him for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go lick his wounds and recover. <laughs> He's seriously pissed. Well, he could have asked you to come home and shower him. You know, <laughs> everyone who gets those things like, who's going to scrub it out because it needs to be scrubbed so good. It's yeah. like, oh. But you know, the funny thing about that is that you know, like, and you were hooked. No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was pissed. No way. <laughs> like you know, I've I've ridden. I've probably climbed skyline to the top. 400 times maybe more but the first like uh 200 at that point i would go up and i'd come back down the fire road right i never did troy lee or block the single tracks it's like i had no interest right because i'd done it once on my my bike like similar experiences following mike down skins he just crashed my brains out you know because i didn't know what to do but you know life changes right yeah well my, so, yeah so, so now what's the call troy well, lee or skin suit or well, fire well, road so, or baggies or lycra still. We would need to know this part. Yeah, no. So I was like all into racing, right? And like I, I sucked at it. I was never any good. I did I, I did the Kenda Cup, you know, the State Series a bunch of times with the Baghouse team. And, dude, I, I don't think I ever finished top half in men's 40, 45 Cat 3, right? But I was having fun. And the, the feeling you get after a race is amazingly rewarding, right? The, and the endorphins that are released and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I sucked. It was okay. But, like, the, the whole laps thing never clicked for me. You know, like, because if there's one big steep hill, you're like, oh, I got to do this two more times, right? But uh, I always liked the Sea Otter Classic because it's like a 20-mile loop once. Just one big loop. Yeah. And one year when I was I was 49, and uh, somehow I got sixth out of, like, 70 people, right? Yeah. And I was so pumped because it was the first time I ever finished in the top half, let alone, like, yeah. Top 10. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I do did well at Sea Otter is because one big loop, and it's kind of similar to the type of riding I used to do. Yeah. And, you know, even though I was no good going down, but there were some tricky downhills I could pass people on. But uh, so then I was driving home thinking, oh, man, you know, I, I missed the podium by one. I could have been up there. So I'm like, dude, next year I'm 50. I'm going to train. So uh, my buddy John Wessling, who was the team trainer for the Geico Honda team at the time, I said, hey, can you write me a program? And so he did. So for 12 weeks before this next year's Sea Otter, it was like on, you know, like like intervals, base rides, recovery days, blah, blah, blah. I hated my bike. Yeah. You know, it was so not fun yeah. to train like that. But my whole mission was going to Sea Otter to do better. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> Chad Smart, who owns the Baghouse team, he's a good friend of mine. He's actually before Sea Otter, he's like, Donnie, Donnie, I, I think you could win. And I'm like, no, no, I just want to do well. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think you can win. So I got all my buddies pumping me up, right? I'm going to do well. <laughs> I, I go race Cat 3, 50-year-old class. I like, I'm pretty confident. So I start near the first row. I hole shot, which is not really a big deal in bicycle racing. But, but it's it, awesome because it's what I people lead, remember. I lead through the road. I get to the dirt and I get to the first hill. And dude, dudes are just going pew, 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 past me, right? And I'm going, what is going on? You know, I warmed up and everything, and, you know, I I, I got better. End of the race, same track, same course. I cut nine minutes off my previous year's time. Yeah. I yep. got 25th. You aged up, you <laughs> aged up though. Yeah, I got 25th. You got. They're a bunch of cheaters. Yeah. Well, well, 50-year-olds, right, because I'm, I'm in my 50s now. We have more time to train. Like, a lot of them are, like – a lot of those guys are at their end of their careers, yeah. and they actually have time to go and train now, whereas in their 40s, they didn't. Yeah. They're still making huge mortgages. It was only so, one so age group. One two-year-old But he's the younger of that yeah, age I group. I know, so but it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter. A 59-year-old that's had nine years in that class and been, been training for nine years. Yeah. But anyway, I got, I got 25th. Nice. And I was just like, what the heck, right? Yeah. And then, I, and then my buddy Hoppa that I trained with, he was still in the younger class. He gets second in the 49, 48, 49 class. And I look, I would have got third yeah. with my time. See? And I'm like, what is going on? You know, what? The, you turn 50 and start taking pills and, and this and that? Like, He doesn't stand for time. It stands for testosterone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. In that, in that class. Dude. Yeah. So yeah. literally on the way home, I'm driving home. And my wife calls me. She's all, how'd you do? How'd you do? Come on. Got 25th. And she's all, did you get a flat? What up? Did you crash? <laughs> I'm all, no. Well, 
bit. I'm all screw this cross country no. racing stuff. I'm gonna buy a video game console. <laughs> <laughs> but literally on the way home, I called Mike and I said, "Hey, do you have a uh, a stump jumper in stock?" Yeah. And the only reason I thought of that is because at that time, the year before, is when the Turbo Levo came out, right? Yep. And so I had started goofing around going down Troy Lee and Block because I had the the original Levos had six fatty tires, right? Yep. Yep. So on the way home, literally on the way home from Skyline or Sea Otter, I called Mike and I said, do you have a medium stump jumper S-Works bike in stock? Remember, I, I bought it yeah. from you. Yep. And I could have called Specialized and got it. Right. But I I was so pissed. Yeah. I came and bought it. That's right. And I think I did. I've done one cross-country race since then, and I lapped Mike. We have. We have oh, yeah. wait, you noticed Dude, he threw you that lap me completely. Well, you started on you the wrong front. You have a lap me. Yeah, he started on the wrong front of me. I caught him. Well, we go. have two weeks. Hmm? Sea Otter's coming up. We can train. Yeah. No, cross country <laughs> is not in my vocabulary anymore. Enduro? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, ra- the, the racing takes the pleasure away, right? That's what I think. Not for me. I I mean, but I found a way to, to keep it fun. So I don't put a ton of pressure on myself. It, I focus on the kids and then I go line up and like, oh, yeah, i racing. Well, mm-hmm. and that's, that's part of the program we have, too. The podium's... Uh, an extra as much as we want we all want podiums explain that jay like yeah well it's funny because you were talking going back to the race team stuff and you're talking about the small percentage of people that actually race and it's funny because with our team we're not a world cup team we're not we're we're a national regional level team and we get that we know our place we've kind of learned what that is but when we go to sponsors now and i hate to say this but i'm gonna say it (laughs) They don't even ask about podiums or anything like that. They want to know how are you going to be an ambassador? Are you going to, you know, what what trail rides are you doing? What shop rides are you doing? What, you know, all that stuff is first and foremost because mm-hmm. the media it, they get they get so much more out of that than getting a podium at Sea Otter. Mm-hmm. That that's it means a lot more to them. Now we're still at those races doing what we love, and especially our young racers. I mean, they're driven. It's like I don't have to push. I push them to race, but I don't have to push them to race. That's what they want to do. So I have to push them more towards, hey, let's get some quality media content <laughs> out there. Let's mm-hmm. do, you know, those those are the things that we have to really work on. Lala and I, that's what we, we spend a lot of time working hard at, at that besides getting them ready for the race. But they, you know, a racer is going to go race. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not hard to push a person to that. You know, it's funny. You go to the uh, Over the Hump yep. series, right? And there's so many people there. Like, it's packed. Yeah. But if you think about that's just small percentage of people that ride. I mean, I mean how many people out there have bikes? And and Over the Hump, right, it's kind of an anomaly because it's, it's all these people that are there for that race. I'd say 80% of those racers don't race anything else. Mm-hmm. They race Over the Hump. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. They don't go to a bigger race, you know, a, a, I don't want to say bigger, but like a state series, a state or, series yeah. or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, over the hump series, I think is great because it grows the sport. Oh, he's, he's awesome. And I got announced there a couple of years ago because mm-hmm. he was traveling with his family. I love that he puts his family first and his kids. And before the one started junior high, I think it was junior high. He wanted to go travel and he had me announcing. I was like, Oh my God. Same thing. All those amount of people. And I know a lot of them, Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh, they gave me the mic. <laughs> and everyone, of course, when Lolly gets the mic, we're don't, like, oh. Don't act, don't act like turn, you're scared turn it down, of the microphone. Turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. And it was great. But, like, you see all those people that leave their work because it's not easy to get to either. So, mm-hmm. you know, you leave your work. You do what you got to do to get there. To, and they're fired up. And that passion is, is amazing. You know, it's like you see everyone so excited. And then afterwards, it's like that big cool factor of hanging out and that's the difference. And I'm sure you've seen this in the, 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 the festival side of it, right? That's mm-hmm. what we love about it is you go to the pits and you know, people you're talking, you're people who walk around who never been through this. That's mm-hmm. where you introduce them to stuff. You know, you were talking about the one guy like that, you know, the beginners, right. And then they come in here, you know, Mike can contest to this. You're teaching them what they need. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've been in this store and Mike's like, Nope, don't even look there yet. Let's start you here because, you know, they're already, well, this guy had this, this, you know, and, and one thing on the team we always do is the chase, your next level, right? It's the same thing in here. Start somewhere, see if you fall in love with this, and then 
then you can, you know, if you do this many miles, jump up to that next bike, you know, and, and instead of just selling them what, what I, I, you want to put money in the register, but, and, but I've seen Mike talk somebody off of this to get on this because that's where he's at for what he's going to ride. Mm -hmm. And that's where leading into, you know, the mountain bike scene, like you said, the non-racers, the people who want to go out and leave their driveway and go ride with all the trails and everything around us. It's like perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the, I think the, the joy I always get it. You're, we're selling bikes and we love being on two wheels and, you know, the healthiness of it, the passion, the get away from your everyday breaks. You know, I didn't get a ride. I rode a whole lot. Speaking of first rides ever, um, you know, I go to Fontana and I'm like, after I watching the team a couple of times, I'm like, I can do this. I got a can down, downhill race. Downhill way, race. So. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Not cross country. I told you that pedaling thing was dumb, but we're good. <laughs> and I started, I got a Cannondale perp. <laughs> Mike can laugh at this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Single crown. 50 pound <laughs> bike. Just, Way overbuilt, way, I just a, a big clunky single crown bike. But I had a full face and I was ready to go. And a couple of the guys on the team showed up, Jay showed up and they took me to the lower rock garden. Guess what I did? Over the bars. Oh yeah. Into the biggest rocks ever, grab breaks, you know. And I, I, I was walk I just like turned and shook my, well, at first I made sure she was okay. I'm like, okay, she didn't knock her teeth out. She's still breathing. She's good. She gets up just pissed. Right, <laughs> and I just turn and walk away because I'm like, oh shoot, I I talked her into this. Like this is going to be bad. She's not riding anymore. Like, <laughs> like we're we're done as friends, and she's done riding. <laughs> that's that's the that we have a picture of that, right? No, oh, no that was actually we, in a race. Yeah. Oh, that there, was another. There's time? other pictures going oh, around that will right. show up again someday. The, the ball right. pit. It might be on the website we're doing at some point. Yeah. So I literally grabbed my bike, took off my helmet, grabbed my bike, and started pushing up these rocks that are taller than my legs. And he's like, "What are you doing?" I said. I'm pushing back up. I got to do this. He goes, oh, shoot, she's in. Like, like she's hooked. <laughs> like, I, I could see. I'm like, okay, we're still friends, and she's still riding, and, and she went and did it. <laughs> Scratch stanchions. You know, we're good, but it was a single crown. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, are, those, aren't, uh, those aren't expensive to replace. We're golden. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and, and over all the years, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to just meet Mike uh, here this, this year. And the passion I see from him, um, like, you can get frustrated all day long, but at the end of the day, like, we love bikes, mm -hmm. you know? And that's that's why, as if we need something else to do, that's where Huck and Ride came in on this. And, you know, we have sponsors that believed in what Jay was doing a long time ago and, and what we do for the community and the cycling. I mean, we've been out at races, and Jay's given up his own bike, or I've given my like parts so somebody oh, yeah. can finish her. all yeah. of a sudden I came back from Mammoth and I think I was left with a frame and less cranks and you know you just help everyone out there who doesn't have something you know mm -hmm. so that's you know I'm sure we all done that from moto to I'm yeah. sure I think I think Mike's lent out his bike plenty of times too bike, to sell bike a bike parts, all that stuff yeah, yeah. or mm -hmm. you feel bad and you here's a tube you know and you're you know I'm sure they come in the the store and they'd always don't have the money either and like I said, it's it's the passion that we all have for what we do, and mm -hmm. that's the really cool part um, on what what this is all led to, right? You know, and you get to find out like your story. I mean, I don't know everything about you, but there's a lot of yous out there that the story starts somewhere of how you got hooked, you know. Mm -hmm. And we've been fortunate n enough to be with all the kids. Like when the Palmer Project was out, you know, we travel with those kids, and now to see them racing, and you, you get up and watch Red Bull TV, and you're like, oh my gosh, like. I, I knew that him. kid. Yeah. I know him. I know him, you know? <laughs> and so. I'm going to jump in on that real quick because you were just sharing about about the Don and, and Mike's stories. But so I would jump in on Don first. Uh, so I was trying to do a little background stuff because uh -oh. I have, so I have my thing. Okay. So I'll, I'll say my first memory of knowing who Don was is uh, 1987. I'm racing moto. Mm -hmm. and thinking I'm going to be something and I'm not much, much like your cross country, uh, bicycle racing went, mm -hmm. I was, you know, 20 man gate and I'm 19th in the beginner class. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyhow, um, but you were writing for cycle news yeah. and I, and I would see, see your name pop up on, and you know, back before the internet, you know, we're, we're grabbing cycle news every week looking at race results and and who's doing what and 
Then, so I was friends with the Amaradios. Oh, okay. Okay, so went to school with one of their nephews and just kind of led into to knowing that family. Um, so I met your brother, Ross. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I, I saw the names. I'm going, well, they must be related because they look alike. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Slanty eyes, black hair. <laughs> so anyhow, so that was my first knowledge of, of who you were and what you were doing. But, mm -hmm. but then I... Uh, in preparing for this, I read um, uh, the Lone Wolf's interview with you a few years ago, mm -hmm. knowing knowing Drew, and so I, that that popped up when I did a search for for finding info on you. So you you shared you already. Googled, so you're saying I, you Googled him? I did, I did. Mm -hmm. for Dang, sure. Swap gets Googled, it, and Mike, amazing, you're next. <laughs> it's amazing what you can find out. But uh, so just knowing your story is pretty cool because you started really at the ground level mm -hmm. in this, and with no intentions of being um in in journalism or or you know media no, outlet or not at all <laughs> but but you've spent your whole life doing that it's paid your bills and it sounds like you know i'm sure you know we all have our ups and downs but it sounds like you've made a pretty good life for yourself doing that doing yeah no following it's, your passion it's completely lucky you know like uh i always tell my kids you know because they, they're both just out of college Okay. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, what they're going to do, their path. And I was like, well, A, I was never the biggest proponent of you have to go to college, right? Because I got kicked out in my sophomore year. Yep. But I was the lost, you know, early 20s guy, you know, didn't know what I was doing. I cleaned carpet, shot photos of fat ladies at, at head shots, you know, glamour <laughs> shots. You know, I... I I did I did a Wait, bunch that's, of that's that's a laugh right there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I picked up a lot of chicks there though. I'll tell you that. Because these women are vulnerable, right? And they're like, Oh, do I look good or do I look all right? Oh, you look fabulous. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Was that when you had long hair? Yeah, it was. It oh, was. we need one of those pictures. But uh Oh man. But you know, I was only doing cycle news articles as a means to keep racing because my dad cut me off from supporting my motocross habit right so it's like write a race report at ascot oh Stu peters gives you a free entry you know so that's that that's the only reason i did it i had no aspirations yeah and you know just by chance i was good at i was proficient at writing and uh decent photographer and then next thing i know like about six months into my kicked out of college life where my parents were pissed at me i Got this call like, hey, you want to come be our editor at Cycle News because uh, you're our best contributor. Oh wow! And so I totally lucked out. That's awesome. And uh, uh I mean, well, I'm blessed beyond belief to make a living in a sport that's my hobby and passion. And uh, I'm lucky that the content creation side comes easily to me. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Uh -huh. I'll jump. I'll jump over to Mike real quick. So, so Mike, I didn't know until this year, just like Lala, but I knew of Roy's cyclery um, because every moto person that I can think of. Yeah, we got to talk about his connection to moto and why. Yeah, yeah. So, but my first experience or or knowledge of Mike was uh, through a mutual friend of ours, Mike Green, who would who would bring bring you up and say you got to go to Roy's and check it out because it's the coolest little shop ever. And I agree. It's, it's awesome. And then this year you've, uh, you've done some, some wheel building for the team. And right away I was blown away because I'm just going, I've, I've been around a lot of bike mechanics and bike shop owners and, and different things. But you, head and shoulders above any other bike mechanic that I've seen, like knock it out of the park. You know building. why? Because he's OCD. He is. It's bad. He is. But it's awesome. Sure. But it's amazing. Like he he is absolutely amazing when it comes to. I I mean I was I was floored watching him because I don't know I I would love to to know how to build a wheel, but watching it happen like he was doing other things as he was doing it, and he still did it. And I don't know. It was, 45 minutes if even that yeah if even and that an envy wheel it was envy like, wheels yeah y you know it was like not an easy wheel to build and yeah just amazing so anyhow that was that was my first experience with with mike and um 
Ho- mean, hopefully, I get to ride with them someday. Then some somehow we start talking about mini trucks. I was yeah. gonna say. Then yeah. they realize. Oh, so I got to tell you this part is. <laughs> so Jay used to be a mini trucking, and I'm like, okay. Wait, did you did you take the letters off so it said toy? No, oh, no, I didn't have a okay. Toyota. I actually had a, a Chevy S10. Okay. So it's funny because I would tell Mike how Jay ran the team with me. Blah blah. Well, Jay came in one time and. And then they, all of a sudden, the whole conversation, forgetting them working on bikes, like a whole hour of these guys showing each other <laughs> pictures. And they literally, literally was, Mike is younger than all three of us sitting here. He's the young one in the crowd. He was at the, the in and out that Jay used to go to with his truck. He goes, yeah, I was like that 10, 11-year-old kid. Like, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, they start swapping stories of how they chopped this and they did oh, this yeah. and the spa on the back. So even randomly now, they'll send each other pictures of trucks that they see going somewhere. And I'm like, we can chop it. And they say they're still going to chop one mm-hmm. and go do, relive their their youth again. <laughs> in and out Glendora. <laughs> you know, that's where it was. That's what was happening. And then Mike got into bugs. <laughs> Mm. Well, anything lowered, right? Yeah, anything lowered. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Not now, but kind of. <laughs> what happened to the gear? What, what was it that you chopped and went to Raging Waters? Oh, no, that was a Volvo. <laughs> we we pulled all the springs out of it and chopped the top of it and drove it to Raging Waters. <laughs> Raw, <laughs> just ready to go. Yeah, it just does. bottomed out. <laughs> why, why was Raging Waters the, the destination? No, I don't know. That We used to go... I don't know. We used to pick up chicks over there. Mm. Is it cheap, mm. is it cheap like season pass, right? 16 or 17, yeah. Yeah, if you lived in the area, cool. it was like $25 for a pass. I'm sure you hung out there a lot. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. See, I was I, I never went to Raging Waters because I've been, I've been fat, chubby my whole life. And so I don't do sports with no shirt. Yeah, to, 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 this why, to this day. That's why I don't surf. Fist Fist that's why I won't down. go to the river with him. Yep. yep. I've tried to invite that's him to the river. I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. So Mike will go topless and you do not. No. Jay no. does not. Yeah. Like I no. could, in my like brief cross country career, I probably could have gone to the beach, but <laughs> you still can. Yeah, not now. Well see, I have the other thing going too is I'm glowing white. Mm. So besides being the chubby kid, I've got the glowing white thing yeah. going. Mind so. you, you guys, I know you can't see us, but I'm sitting here and all three of them are thin as heck. So <laughs> we can we can have a, a topless uh uh, shirt shirtless going on right now. There, none of them are fat. Mm, so we'll save people from that. We'll yeah. keep it to audio. <laughs> so getting back on subject. Yes. You know, uh, I met Mike because uh, I. Uh, so the shop I used to go to, right? There was a, a punk ass kid that worked at the shop, right? And like, I I was able to get sometimes my daughter to come ride with me, and so, you know, obviously. She can't clip in, right? Yeah. So anyway, I brought my bike in for something. <laughs> so I had S-Works Epic with flats. And I brought it in for something. And the guy said, oh, sweet pedals, bro. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like. Just making the comments. Who's this dickhead, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so then the one guy there that was there that I liked, I was like, Dude, what's what's up with that kid? He's a punk. And they're like, oh, that's just him, you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, I was just so fed up with going to the shop that I was like, I, I got to go somewhere else, you know. And uh, I knew of Mike, obviously, because uh, they sponsored James Stewart one year. And he was uh, heavily involved with Nick Way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called Nick one day. I was like, hey, that, that shop that you go to, where is it? He's all, it's in Upland. Well, do you think I could go there? Because I'm over this place that I'm going right now. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He knows who you are and everything. And I remember I got the number and I called I called the shop. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, hey, can I speak to Mike Mike Niddle?" <laughs> 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 but uh, I was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I'm tired of the shop." Where he's like, "Yeah, come on down." So I came down, and here here's either a how cool Mike is or b how starstruck he was because I was here. I'm not <laughs> sure which it is. I'm not Stop. sure which it is. But Stop anyway, it. so we're hanging out. Did he have the and, heart eyes? And early on, like I was like, "Hey, man!" So I just got this this Levo e-bike thing right and these fat tires are kind of cool they're they're pretty good like going downhill and it gives me confidence you know because i'm not a downhill guy i'm all there's this stump jumper six fatty like do you think that will handle the same way but be better because it's light because like back then i was a purist i was i hated that e-bike that specialized gave me i didn't want to ride it right so um so i'm just asking him about it like questions about it because 
I'm going to ask my specialized guy, specialized guy for one, you know, and they give it to me. But just off this casual conversation, we're talking, then he calls me, he goes, hey, I got this bike here. I, I, I ordered one. And I'm thinking, shoot, dude, I don't want to like have to tell him I don't want to buy that thing because I get it for free if I call specialized. <laughs> but he's all, no, no, it's just going to be a shop bike. You can demo it right for how long, however long you want. And I was like, wow. And so I took it out and rode it fell in love with being able to go downhill on it and yeah. stuff and like like i think i know the trend is gone right now like six fatties aren't really around anymore right no they're not around but I dude mean, a little bit but not but much. for me Lawless, it was law as a holdout it was a game changer right because it was like a dirt bike tire yep but anyway so he let me ride this bike for a while and then i i asked the guys for one they sent me one and i gave it back but i was just like wow this guy like ordered one just to let me ride it or whatever and that was super cool and i was like Hey, Renee, you know, Renee Zapata, the guy, our friend in common. I'm like, what could I do for Mike? Like, cause that was, blows me away that he was that kind and generous for me. You know, like I want to do something for the shop. And he goes, he needs help with his Instagram. He sucks. <laughs> so, so, you know, however many years ago that was, I started helping him with, helping him with his Instagram. That's and, awesome. And, uh, but yeah, so Mike is, uh, he's the go-to shop for motocross guys. You yeah. Know, like everyone in motocross knows Roy. Yep. Um, oh yeah. And, and how'd that come about? Well, like he said, I, I sponsored, um, the, uh, JS seven team over at Yo. you know, when it, he was at Yosh and, uh, Renee, I'd ride with Renee. We'd probably do skyline three days a week <clears throat> in the mornings. That's, and that's actually how I first met Don, okay. um, up there, uh, with his dog. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, and then Renee started sending everybody over from Yosh and everybody, you know, kind of snowballed from there. Okay. And so then just I, word of mouth thing and, and just, it's funny because the cool factor without being overly cool, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> For a split second, I thought I was going to race. And then I blew up my knee, um, had it fixed. Then I went to, over to Randy Lawrence and he started kind of, you know, working my knee, getting me back in that and met even more people. I've known Randy for a long time, um, just through bikes, just yeah. bicycles. Because, yep. I mean, he's a jack of all trades. But, um, yep. but uh, yeah, no, it's just kind of snowballed from there. <clears throat> and uh, fortunately... I've met a lot of cool people through, you know, this shop. So, um, made a lot of good friends. Don's, he's one of my best friends. Um, you know, obviously Renee, uh, all those guys. So, uh, brought in a lot of cool people. Got a lot, I've been fortunate enough to work on a lot of cool bikes and stuff and be a lot of, uh, be a part of a lot of cool projects. So that's cool. <clears throat> so no, it's cool. It's Definitely uh, cool. It's kind of turned into like all the specialized motocross athletes. Mm -hmm. Curtis refers them to you they, now yeah, huh? they, they, instead they of over here. Instead yeah. of the other shop yep. where I used to have to go. Yep, yep. The and I, me being in the industry, I always knew who you were, and I know you knew who I was, but we never met. And it's so funny because I always heard like, "Oh yeah, this person goes in there, this person goes in there," and all these things. And then um, one day I was standing here and like, in a matter of like three hours, like three of them, three different people <laughs> popped in, and that's the day I had met you too. And so it's it's true because I'll tell Jay because I don't know. I don't get starstruck and I don't know mm -hmm. faces. I can, I know names, but I couldn't put two and two together. And, you know, and he's like, Oh, that was so-and-so after they left. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> you know, with the moto helmet on, you don't know all that. Right. So it's cool. Like it is that cool factor. Like you're saying, and Mike, you're one of the most humblest people I know in my life. And you do not, I know even doing this podcast is like, why are you bringing me in on this? Yeah, I was just supposed to be here babysitting my dog in the back. Yeah, know? he got Throw a new head puppy. Right, oh here. my gosh, she's so cute. Well, I told Lala I wouldn't do it unless you were in it. Oh, geez. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but awesome. I mean, how awesome is this? We get two really cool people that the passion that we all share, whether mm -hmm. moto, you know, moto or bicycles, it's two wheels, right? Yeah. And so, and that's, and helping us is amazing to do this so 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 don these days levo full-time no. Oh. no no not even no oh okay e-bikes e are fun when all your friends are on it okay and i'll do yeah. that yeah there's certain places i ride where e-bikes appropriate because you want to do as many laps down the hill as you can but uh no, i'd much rather pedal okay cool. I, I still have the dying part of it you know yeah 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 but, are you regular levo or levo sl uh, no, SL. Here's the thing. Is if you're going to be on e-bike, you, you want to just your haul words. ass, right? <laughs> so I think SL stands for slow. Oh, I love the SL. No? I, I just, I just, when I ride my e-bike, I ride on turbo. Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I ride when my. When he's on two wheels. Yeah. 
when he's not <laughs> yeah. Scra- yeah, what, scraping his tire on his butt. Yeah. Yeah, he went. He, he had that. He had that. Uh, Don had that yesterday. He's good. <laughs> I don't know why he's standing up today, but <laughs> there, there was one point when I used to ride with Don. Every time we'd ride, he'd crash. Yeah, and, every single time. And and I'd be on the ground like, uh, and he'd be like, "Hold on, hold on, stay there, stay there." And he'd be taking a picture of me. <laughs> well, we, at least you know the picture's not going to go on Instagram because he doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like talk about the guy who, who you could crash and get hurt, and he laughs. <laughs> it don't matter. That's all right. You know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so two years ago I crashed and went headfirst in a rock and broke my neck. He laughed. I wasn't there. <laughs> I know, but I told you about it. Exactly. So you're yeah. alive to tell me about it. So yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. But, uh, he wasn't moving from his neck down, but you're, you're, <laughs> no, he, 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 he was good. <laughs> but, uh, I've had plenty of dandelions in my helmet going over the I've, I perfected OTB. Mm-hmm. The pictures that Mike was saying earlier is definitely. <laughs> and and uh, it was my birthday one year, the next day. And all of a sudden, this picture went up on somebody's media and i was diving into a ball pit because they removed the whole rock garden photoshop photoshop yeah and so mike seen that and was laughing he's like i need to make that as your picture it, on my phone she I'm like, does Thanks. she does otb with both arms back to her side like, oh. like full-on head first dive i've seen so many wrists and arms and shoulder yeah, breaks not Why? gonna break my wrist straight to my face <laughs> I always blame the helmets. I'd get off and throw my helmet because I never wanted to scratch my new helmet. Yeah. And every time I got a new one, guess what? Yeah, you got to put a mark in it. I know. You have to do that before you ride. I, yeah. I was told this. I still, as of today, do not do that. Well, you, that that's your problem. <laughs> she does She does it while it's on her head. Yeah, yeah. I do, that's when I do the OTV. Duh. Yeah. Well, the, the scariest one is his shoulder break. Same thing. This one breaks his collar. Jay breaks his collarbone at a Fontana DH. He stands up and he's trying to put his arm. I'm not on understanding the- why my hand won't go to my handlebar. <laughs> my arm is just flopping around <laughs> and I'm pissed. I'm like yelling at everyone on the side, just put me on my bike. And they're like, uh, come over here to the side. He You're broke, not going anywhere. He broke a boulder and on the uh, we had Compton on the team at the time and he's an EMT. He's like, nah, you need to go to the doctor's. Like, this isn't good. He's like, no, I want to finish. And he's like, look at the rock. He had literally busted a rock in half. And... He comes down, of course, he goes, and he was more mad that, not even about his shoulder, just that he didn't finish the race. Mm-hmm. And his race mentality, and I go down waving in my race run, I, everyone's like, hey, Lala, I'm like, hi. And he's like, why are you, the whole team's like, why are you talking your race? I'm like, oh, uh, they said hi. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. I have fun going down the mountain. And like you said, keep it fun and passion, and that's where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, I understand the uh, podcast has a sponsor. They do. So let's hear from our sponsor. All right. So huge thanks to our longtime sponsor of the T3 Mountain Bike Race Program and now a sponsor of Huck and Ride, Kenda Bicycle Tires. 12-inch gravel commuter downhill Kenda's got the tire for whatever you're riding. Kenda is offering 30% off to all our listeners. Go to bicycle.kenda.com, enter the code HUCKANRIDE30, that's H-U-C-K, the letter N, R-I-D-E-3-0 to get your discount. The link will be in our Instagram bio on Huck and Ride. Kenda, designed for your journey. Hmm. Kenda. Kenda sponsors my friend Rachel Strait and yes. her husband. Uh, oh, I love Kyle. Rachel and Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, you and know, baby, I know. Kyle, baby Strait, come on now. Baby Stevie, yeah. I met Stevie for the first time a month ago maybe. Oh. Yeah. She looks just like Kyle. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell her. He's like, well, we know you're the mom because where she came from, but that is definitely dad. Yeah. 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 We just saw Rachel last week and she's out racing her bike again. Mm hmm. Yeah. She did great at the Brian Head race. So we, uh, at Swap Moto Live, we have a uh, moto model section, right? Like it's a monthly pinup with a dirt bike. At my previous place, Transworld Motocross, we had a magazine and we had a poster. And uh, Rachel was on our cover and on a poster. And I think she was on the last Transworld poster ever before we got put out yeah. put out of business by uh, American Media. But uh, so we've done it, you know, online gallery uh, at Swap Moto Live. And uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, look, look at the, to- the times we're in now and stuff. I think it's kind of played out inappropriate these days. And so uh, talking with our sponsor of the section, we talked them into something different. 
So after uh, 2021, there will be no more Moto Mall or anything. But I was like, yeah, we got to like go back and get shoot some of our favorites. Yeah. You know, these last four months. So Rachel's going to shoot in October. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Post body body. You're, you're post, uh, post body baby body. That's a, a, a long ways from your starting out with headshots. <laughs> Glamour shots, yeah. <laughs> feather feather boas, and uh, you know, you, you say say who, like say who, why? Because then when you take a picture and they're saying who, it looks like they're blowing a kiss. Who? <laughs> so when he asks you guys to say who, watch out, okay, yeah. Mike? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Is that what we did with Patty in her USC photos? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I shot. I shot his wife's graduation photos. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, yeah. Mike's wife's beautiful. She she came in one time. I'm like, oh my god, your wife is so pretty. He goes, I know. And I was like, <laughs> and I even told Patty she was beautiful. She looks and she's like, thanks. Like almost not knowing how to take a compliment. Yeah, I told her uh, first time I met her in the shop because I'd obviously seen her in pictures and stuff. I was like, you're like prettier in person. <laughs> Well, that's probably because you didn't take her first pictures that you've seen. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> she wasn't saying who. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got to ask Mike something. What is your fondest memory of having the shop? Besides Meeti- all meeting me. Oh, what sorry. Do you think? Well, he met you on Skyline. I didn't say out on the yeah. trail. Okay. He God. already said just something in the shop that you dig every day that you get to see or your fondest memory. I mean, I see a lot of it just Throwing coming around. Chains. <sighs> Dude. I, you know what? I. The, the thing I like most about being the sh- interacting with cool people, you know, like, like-minded people, that's, that's it. I mean, there's, there's too many things to even list. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start, but, um, you know, just meeting like-minded people and, and, uh, <clears throat> sharing cool experiences, you know, with people. That's what I mean. That's what I come to work for every day. Do you know what, you know what he loves? He loves when I walk through that door with my GoPro filming my vlog. <laughs> <laughs> he loves being on camera. Dude. I, th- I think I gained 20 pounds at one point when he'd bring me frappuccinos. Oh gosh! Um, every time he'd come in, and seriously, I remember he got me. A, he bought me a gift card one time for Starbucks, and it was 100 bucks. So every day on the on the way to work, I'd grab a frappuccino, and, and uh, <laughs> so now best, I know what he was doing. He's trying to slow me down this whole yeah. time. The, the best part is, you know, I'd film coming in, and he'd get pissed, and he'd flip me off. You know, like when I'm inside, so I'd walk in there. I'd go, oh, where's Grumpy Mike? There's Grumpy Mike. <laughs> We'll make him happy, Mike. And I'd put the frappuccino in front of the camera, and Mike would smile and take it. <laughs> so then I think some customers brought him frappuccinos uh, after watching my Yeah, I've got a couple. <laughs> and do you still get excited with the, like, when you sell a push bike to the $15,000 bike? Oh, it did. I mean, it doesn't matter. As long as you're on two wheels, I mean, that's the thing that, I mean, matters most, really. You know, get starting them out young to, you know, to where they can be out, you know, where... I mean, I'm 43, How you know, we're all older and we all have the same, you know, excitement that we had when we were young riding bikes. So, okay, and I, mean, I, I dig it. I know you got your little, your new little baby over there. Little shop dog. Little shop dog. And you have your wonderful dog at home. Are you going to, um, I know Jay, so Jay just recently got a little puppy whose name is Huck, by the way. So that's how this kind of came to, to terms with the, the name Huck and Ride because, and his dog bounces off the walls literally. He, he hawks everything for sure. And so, are, and Jay and his wife were out at a at a camping trip, and all of a sudden I get a video or a picture I seen of him carrying his little pou- his huck in a little front pouch. Is a uh, little Missy and Chloe no. gonna end up doing that? It's Chloe at home. No, right? it's, no. it's uh, Ellie. It's no. Well, that's Ellie, and the other one's Darcy. Darcy, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. So does Darcy? No, she'll just be traditional. Okay. Stick on a leash and roll. How long is this one going to come to work with you? Till she's potty trained. <laughs> How's that going? Uh, it's going good, but <laughs> she's having some mistakes, but it's all, it's all good. Well, you, so part of this too is, is, I don't know if I told you guys, is like making it the dog thing because it seems like dogs and bikes go hand in hand too, right? Like one, it's either people have it for therapy or whatever, but there's some cool trail dogs, some cool pit dogs out there and I know I have my dog who's winky, and people out there know me. My dog's a 90-pound lab pit bull and thinks he's a Walmart greeter, right? Like, loves everyone but does not love other dogs. But, you know, we're good. And so that's that's where the name came from. So one day I was just like, all right, we're going to call it this. 
And he's like, I like it. Yeah. And so, you know, but we are going to have some merchandise um, in the next couple of weeks on the website. Our website will go live. Um, What's the website? How can ride? How can ride.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll get that up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have some hats and one-off shirts and stuff like that for the small run in the beginning and brand branded as well and try to try to have fun doing this. We might have you guys again, of course, when we can't get anyone else. Well, we got Swap and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we might make just a, a, that a four-person host all the time, right? Uh. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, Mike, uh, you know, we've got some Roy Cyclery commercials, et cetera, on our media platform. Do they work? I would say they do. Yeah. Definitely. They've brought they've brought in quite a few people that, you know, obviously listen to the uh to listen to your podcast and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um yeah, no, they totally work. So and people uh, come in and say, So I'm gonna yeah, I want my I, discount. Yeah, the, well, they don't ask for <laughs> discounts, but we take care of everybody anyway. So does, I mean that doesn't really but uh no, they always come in, they mention that they heard about us from you and, and whatnot. So no, it's uh it's that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's been uh it's been kind of a fun journey right like the way i met mike yeah met mike just was looking for a new shop to take care of my cross-country race bike that never finished very well but uh riding with him like dude he used to ride a lot we used to ride quite a bit together and he would just laugh at me and then uh you know when i i started my proper mountain bike life on a stumpy then he rode with me one day and i was like yeah i could i could ride better now we go to we go to greer and he's behind me, and I just hear him laughing, like cracking up because I'm actually jumping. He's hitting right. some big stuff, actually. And I was pretty surprised. Um, and so I'm just behind him laughing the whole way down. I thought he was going to eat shit. Didn't eat shit. Oh, excuse me. Did you have your but, camera uh, ready? Uh, no. No. <laughs> but, um, but no, so he's, uh, he's actually surprised me the last, you know, the last few times I've ridden with him. He, uh, he's he's, uh, he's come a long way. You can keep teaching old dog new tricks. Yeah, going on know, skin suit. I can't even believe I not even the same person. Yeah. But that's, but that's awesome though. Like, well, the thing that's, this, that's exciting for me, right. Is like, I'm 53. You look good. For I, I still feel like I'm as fast on my dirt bike as I ever was. Right. Cause like, it's all, it's all personal experience, right? Like yeah. your perception of what you're doing. But I realistically, I know I'm not, I'm getting slower every year. You know, I've been riding for like 35 years or whatever, but on my mountain bike, I'm still getting better at this age, right? I'm learning. I learn something every time I ride. Yeah. And not only is the physical portion of the exercise, the endorphins, what it does for your health, how it lets you sleep at night. Yeah. That's amazing, right? But I'm learning things at my age. And oh, yeah. I'm doing things that kids I'm riding with can't do. And it's pretty awesome, you know? Like. Well, you're you're twice as smart as most of those kids. <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> or no, maybe we've dumb we've, enough, right? We've oh, learned sorry. we've learned we've learned some some lessons through hard knocks, I think. So, yeah. well, see, I have this theory right now. I've got this right theory now. about my life. You right notice now. that okay. right now? Like I'm, I'm 53, right? I've raised two rad daughters. They're amazing kids. You know, I've had a you know near 30 year marriage. I've uh, done more with my career than I ever thought I'd do. I've seen. 40 states and 27 countries you know i love corona the most because that's no place like home but i've done all this stuff and surpassed my wildest dreams of my life as a kid so like i'm on that flat track racers victory lap right now with the checkered flag yeah right? so i'm just gonna send it yeah because like I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna have a heart attack while i'm taking a poop when i'm 70 <laughs> you know i'm going out on two wheels right so that that's this this mindset right now right like so i just went to whistler uh, for summer vacation uh, a month ago or so. Then I went there with that mindset, and I did stuff up there that I would have never dreamt I could ever do, right? Favorite trail at Whistler? <sighs> Dirt Merchant Pro Line. There you go. Um, but Who'd you follow to do Dirt Merchant for the first time? Uh, Dr. David Freener. Don't know. He's this guy from Santa Barbara that sends it. But, like, I did the Dwayne Johnson section, yeah. Blind, did Dirt Merchant, was going to go do crab apple, but it was closed because it was windy. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's just so fun to be able to do stuff like yeah. that. And, like, I've got this weird thing. Like, on a motorcycle, I'm scared. Like, I'm like, if there's a new jump. I'm like, ah, dude, if I get hurt on that, I can't ride my bicycle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's opposite. But on a bicycle, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, if I get hurt on a bicycle, it's okay. 
<laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like yesterday we went to Summit and the, the, that that line 10 ply or whatever, they mm-hmm. had a bunch of jumps in it. I mean, I ate it pretty bad yesterday and, and hit my head, but I got up and I did it again, you know. <laughs> and I blew the butt out of my pants, <laughs> casing out on the tire. But but it's just fun, man. I mean, bicycles has given me a, a whole new uh, passion in life. Yeah. Late, late in life, right? Yeah. And it's exciting, and it's it's introduced me to some of the best people in my life, like Mike. And, um, yeah, dude, I, people that don't ride bikes are missing out. They are. I agree. It, That's it, why we're sharing this. Yeah, and Mike's uh, Mike's uh, threatening to ride Skyline again. I keep hearing that Mike rides a bike. I know he owns a bike shop. Wait a minute. And I've heard that he rides a bike. Wait a minute. I have to, I have to stick up. If you guys work in a bike shop during this pandemic, okay, no. He has been so busy because all the stores are. And talk about OCD. He make he does make sure everything is. I've watched him. Even though his mechanics do stuff, it, he makes sure it is dialed. Because at the end of the day, it's Roy's on that. You know, He's, it's the same way you look at it, right? It's Roy's out there, not not Joe Blows or not Don's or Jason's bike shop. It's it comes back to him. And so, I have to fend for him on not riding a whole lot of bike in the past year and a half, two years, because it's the same thing for me. But. On that, he has recently dropped a little bit of weight, and a not that ton. He, I know both Jason. So Jason's sitting here at sixty. How many pounds? Sixty-five. Sixty-five pounds less. Wow. Mike thought it was great when we were losing. I'm forty-five pounds. By the way, when I started this, before Mike started this plan, I came in here. He had a box of donuts and was like showing them, like in my face with them, <laughs> eating them in front of me. Sorry, man. <laughs> I, 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 what a dick. <laughs> but on that note, he has lost weight. He's got a few new employees. I think he's making time to make his uh, Skyline uh, PR again. That's huh. what he's, especially because one of the kids that comes in here, he's uh, yeah. one of our ex writers, oh, yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared Hansen. Hansen. There's a KOM going down Troy Lee. Oh, yeah? Mm hmm. I'm going for it. Do you it. notice his face right here looking at you? He's I'm going for that. Mm. He's a fast kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's fast when he's on our team. So I have heard he's going to get back. Not in a skin suit, though. He's going to be in baggies, but we're good. Yeah. And not so wait, <laughs> 65 pounds. Are you doing the same bar thing as him? I am. All, of, all three of us are. Oh, I am. oh wow. Okay. We started I'm it. We got him I need to get on that. It's v- Villapoto's actually starting it. He has a Hall he, of Fame in two weeks or three weeks. If so Villapoto didn't want anyone to know, you just told everyone, good job. That's all right. <laughs> we'll edit that out. You, don't, no. <laughs> you can take that out later. He's, but yes, it's, I'm, we've been on it. This starts tomorrow. Starts how, how much f- are you down? Fifth, our, um, our 15th week, and I've been, I'm down 45 pounds. Wow. And yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's amazing. We got to get him as a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? It's, it's definitely. <laughs> you know what the tough thing about that is, right? For me, like having a family, I've got two daughters and a wife. The the eating thing is such a activity for us, like a social thing. Like, oh, let's go here for dinner this and weekend. And that's what I that's what it's I social miss. eating. That's what I miss more than anything because I don't crave the food anymore. I don't crave like, I mean, I lived on burritos and pizza, mm-hmm. I, and I can pass that stuff up. I miss sitting down and enjoying a meal with yeah. family and friends. Mm-hmm. And and we still do that. It just looks different now. Mm-hmm. But and you're yeah. full. I mean, you're actually full yeah. throughout the day. People think, how? Excuse me. How can you do that? It's it's super simple. It's the most with my schedule and what I do. And I'm sure you're just as busy. And I know Mike is, and I know mm-hmm. Jay is. It's. I was ready to do it a while ago, but I always thought I was too busy to do this. Like, how can you do it? And mind you, riding the bikes extra. This is no exercise. Like, mm-hmm. so it's it's awesome. So. Well, the thing that deterred me from is he said you can't exercise on it or something. You have to modify it. Yeah, it is. I've, I've been he he does he rides. I've been exercising more, and I think that's what's sped up my because we Lala and I started at the same time, and my weight loss. I mean, I'm sixty five pounds in. Okay, th- according to the show I saw on Oprah, sixty five pounds is three inches of aesthetic penis. Did you gain three inches back? I don't know. I know that I saw it for the first time in like 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> they say for every 20 pounds of fat loss, you lose, you gain an inch back. Oh, I just think the belly's not covering it. That's all you can say. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's three inches at a time. Whoa, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're still there. 
gosh, this just went bad on our first podcast. Uh, well, yeah. well <laughs> on our podcast, when the conversation goes bad, that's the time to say thanks for listening, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. So, when is the uh, when is the next Huck and Ride podcast? Like, what is your frequency plans? Go We're ahead. planning on doing this weekly. So, um, yeah, this is number one, and we plan on doing it uh, weekly from here on out. And some events. If we come up yeah. to you in events, there might be some out there or mm-hmm. just random stuff. So, yeah, just make it fun and, you know, like I said, make it a brand and make it fun and have fun. You know, maybe follow in your footsteps, mm. you know, but it's – we use that word passion, but I think the passion is amazing and – and I, I personally, and I know Jay does too, want to thank both of you guys because this is huge for us. And I'm super excited. I couldn't sleep. And, you know, and so going at this and people who believe in what we're doing, that's even, I think, same thing like you. You have people along the road who, who's believed in you and supported you. And I see your van out there. So I like the sponsors on the back. You give back to them. And, you know, by, I, by the way, we have a Sprinter van out here. Who has the best Sprinter van? Well, I'll say I. <laughs> Like, Are any of them paid for? Paid off? Yeah. No, oh, I got a little bit t- left on mine. Mine is. His is the best one. Yeah. Well, and he, <laughs> right. wait a minute. And I was waiting for him to say, he, I mean, he's lifted it. He's done all this. Of course, everyone's as cool until he got his. No. <laughs> no, I'm jealous of Mike's. I've seen inside. It's amazing. So, yes. Have you built it out yet? No. No, but he moved it. I didn't know three inches of seat makes a difference. We just talked about three inches. <laughs> three inches makes all the difference in the world. Mike, go ahead with your three inches. <laughs> What'd you do in your van? No, I just I, I moved the seat back three inches from stock. Um, well, I didn't have a seat the there. The passenger in the first place. seat? No, the the bench. I put a bench yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the passenger. Yeah. Uh, moved that back. Obviously, added windows. Um, but no, working on the build out now. I've been collecting parts for the mm-hmm. build out. So, yeah, that's my first van. I've been a truck guy my whole life, and uh, I don't know if I'd go back to a truck now. I, mean, I, I like it because I can load up my motorcycle. And drive, like, there's a, there's a bicycle in there that I rode yesterday that's still in there right now, right? And it's safe. Yeah, it's, right. uh, yeah that's the whole thing is safe. Yeah, so. no, I have a Tundra, and trying to reach in the Tundra, I have a hook in the back to pull everything out because, you know, you know my short legs, I can't jump up in there. When you're not even five feet, you jump. Yeah. You're like, I have a hook, a walking stick. I've taped a hook on the end, and that's how. <laughs> so I loved when I drove the van all those years and it's it, it is definitely the way to go. So mm-hmm. I same thing. Put it in there, leave it and we're golden. Nice. Yep. Huge thanks, Don and Mike, for taking your time. Absolutely. Don for showing us the ropes. We appreciate it. And shout out to Kenda Tires. Kenda, designed for your journey. Remember the code. Huck and ride thirty. Alrighty. That'll be up in the next couple of days and appreciate you guys more than you know and good luck with everything we do together. Yeah. Woo-woo. And if you're listening, spread the word. Tell people about the Huck and Ride podcast and look for the next episode next week. But for now, I'm Don Mayetta signing up for Lala, Jay, and Mike. Thanks for listening.